I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. I had to adjust my pants. I ate too much of dinner and now my <laughs> I mean, tummy roll is Can you over. just stop making good food? <laughs> I didn't eat any because of it. Because <laughs> I had two servings. I'm glad you liked it. It was delicious, as always. I made chicken piccata. Trying to lose weight over here. <laughs> well, it was uh, keto chicken. Piccata. I mean, it was, but it, it it turns not into keto when I have two helpings. <laughs> yeah, it was keto chicken piccata. So the meat eaters all ate that. And because I am a giant five-year-old, I had vegan rolled tacos. I mean, that sounds good, too. They're freaking bomb. They're you, so good. You know I love tacos. Oh, my gosh. I eat them, like, again, because I'm five and I just eat my, you know, vegan chicken nuggets. Not really. I actually do cook. <laughs> I, I, I cook you do. mostly. And I do cook a, a lot of vegan food. I don't live in the freezer section. Um. Yeah. But I make exceptions for rolled tacos because they're so good. Okay. Um, and listeners, let me tell you, Sarah makes this bomb ass vegan chocolate cake <laughs> that is better than sex. I, I There, I said it. If it's better than sex, you're probably not doing it right. I mean, well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> not going to get into that. Um, I'm going to mark this episode explicit when I upload it. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, it's so good. I'm glad you like it. It's so delicious. It's death by chocolate. I may turn vegan shortly. And no dairy and no eggs. And I use coconut sugar so that it doesn't spike your blood sugar. I just want to bathe in it. Oh, it's so yummy. (laughs) It's so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway... Should we get into our booze news? Wait, no, wait. I have a joke oh for you first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> don't let me, don't let me pass up this good joke. I'm like food drunk. I know. Duh. I need more caffeine. I know. This tea doesn't have enough caffeine. Nope. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Jokes. I'm like, I gotta get this one out. Do it, girl. Okay. What do you call an occult diva? I don't know. See. <laughs> Sorry, seance. Ah! <laughs> I need so a shirt good. that says it. <laughs> oh man! I need one that says "Mr. Vice President." I'm speaking. Oh, that too. Sorry, I went there. It's okay. Um, I have a joke for you too. I'm ready. How do monsters like their eggs? I don't know how. Terrified. <laughs> Oh, man. So bad. So bad, but so good. Okay, so now that I've okay. completely jumped the gun, let's but get into booze news. Yes. <laughs> booze news. Booze news. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so those who were hoping to reunite th- with Art the Clown this Halloween uh, season may be disappointed to hear that the wait for Terrifier 2 is going to be a tad bit longer than that uh on the film's official facebook page uh this week uh and when this airs this will be a week later but um mm-hmm. <laughs> director uh damien leone mm-hmm. leone uh provided an update on the sequel status and he says our initial goal was to have it out this month but like every other production covid set us back bid time big time and um, he also uh, says we are finally heading into our final stretch of filming currently and our new goal is to have the film completed by early 2021. And he also adds, all I can say is it will be worth the wait. Mm. 
so in the sequel um art the clown is going to be resurrected by a sinister entity and he returns to miles county where he must hunt down and destroy a teenage girl and her younger brother on halloween yeah, did you see the original did you either see all all, all hallows eve or terrifier i did see terrifier Ugh. it's all right it's much it's much for me you know me i'm just sitting there eating my popcorn i know it's just much <laughs> for me it was okay yeah but anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> um also some um basically you know more news of things getting pushed back not shocked <laughs> right so dune is and now going to be released october 1st 2021 i'm I mean, not shocked I, i'm not either i know they were trying to do december of this year but okay let's be honest so the two biggest trade shows for my company ces and nam were both canceled like a month ago not canceled they went virtual like a month ago so I was real shocked that the that legendary was holding on to no we're gonna launch Dune in December people are gonna be going to see movies in December like for real Gina well I did hear I don't know if this is rumor or not but supposedly AMC Thousand Oaks is opening I I'm- don't know how I feel about that <laughs> don't get me wrong I miss going to movies but. And other states have theaters open, which is great. Well, I just hope they're thirty nine states safe. also had COVID spikes over the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, happier news. Netflix oh, has finally resumed filming on Stranger Things 4. Yay! Which will premiere next year. Yay! Mm-hmm. So today, there are, well, not today, this was a couple days ago, uh, there were some behind-the-scenes photos that were listed for everybody to check out, and Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven, told Jimmy Fallon that she couldn't wait to get back to work, and she's missed playing Eleven so much. She does it so well. Oh, I know she does. Friends don't lie. And to think it's been quite a while since I've been on set with my friends again. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I dump you. <laughs> the best. <laughs> oh, I, man. I really I, wanted, without getting personal, I really I wanted you to say that to somebody. <laughs> and do that as well. Well, I mean, I kind of did. <laughs> but I mean, like, legit, just say, I dump you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It would have been funny. Yes. I mean other people's pain isn't funny but this one was um i'm god i'm so mean <laughs> that's where i get it from it's fine moved right <laughs> my meanness is rubbing off on you i'm sorry um so through the banner Raimi productions sam Raimi and zanyab 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 i'm so sorry zanyab zanyab uh, Azizi are set to produce an upcoming horror film called uma which has sandra O oh attached to star super exciting so deadline broke the news reporting that sony pictures stage six films has acquired worldwide rights to the supernatural horror film from Raimi Productions. uma which is a korean word for mother follows amanda who's played by sandra oh and her daughter living a quiet life on an american farm but when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from korea amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother creepy don't we all have that fear 
I think that we all turn into our mothers. We do anyway, right? Even though we try everything to be different. Right. And don't get me wrong. I love my mother. Me too. Beyond words. However, there have been a couple of things that I've done where I've just stopped and I've legit just stopped what I was doing and put my hands down and looked at Jared and said, I have turned into my mother. Yep. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. Especially when I'm around children. (laughs) Yeah. It just clicks. Like in a good way or a bad way? I mean, it could be both. But I just stop and I'm like, oh man, what's happening? (laughs) What is happening? Like even when I talk to Pearl, like I feel like I'm talking to her like my mom's talking to me, like reprimanding me. Yeah, I try to to reason with Peanut and she's like, I don't understand you. I'm a dog. Sorry. I know. I do what I I want. I love how our dogs look at us like, and you were expecting me to listen to you? Like, I'm sorry. I live with four cats, so I don't give a shit what you think, mom. Exactly. Just like my siblings. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Pearl says. She's like, "Um, you're putting me in this room with two cats, and they hate me, so. Right? You expect me to be happy? Right. (laughs) Wait a minute. And last but not least, Olivia Wilde, who we know from, she was on House. I think I probably first saw her on House. Um, but she's been in a few different movies. She was also the director of Booksmart, is both directing and starring in the psychological thriller Don't Worry Darling Ooh. for New Line Cinema. And we learned that Kiki Lane from The Old Guard and Gemma Chan from Captain Marvel have joined the cast that also includes the previously announced Florence Pugh of Le Women, uh, Harry Styles uh, from One Direction, the band, not the movie. I don't know if there was a movie called One Direction, but I don't know about it. I just know that he's from a boy band that Mm. I don't listen to. And the man who needs no introduction... Mr. Chris Pine. Oh, Chris Pine. I love Chris Pine. He mm, my side piece. We're both daydreaming right now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen him on that Armani ad in Sephora? Ugh. Oh, dear heavens. Mm-hmm. Sorry, friends. I mean, if that sign ends up missing, we know where it is. Right? Let me wipe the drool off my face real quick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Katie uh, Sleberman is also on board to do a complete rewrite rewrite for the original script of the film. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I picked a very important organization to follow this uh, for today. And it's something that actually I was a part of. Well, not specifically this organization, but just an issue that was a big deal when I was in college. And it's still an issue mm-hmm. today, which is so sad. And I just... Anyway, so I want to talk about uh, in, End Rape on Campus, or uh, EROC. Uh, so basically, they uh, End Rape on Campus works to end campus sexual violence through direct support for survivors and their communities, uh, prevention through education, and policy reform at the campus, local, state, and federal levels. So great. I hope that they can, you know, overturn a lot of these policies that (laughs) have gone through that are, like, super terrible. (laughs) And it's estimated that between 19 and 27% of women have reported being assaulted on college campuses and Mm -hmm. 6 to 8% of men. Yeah. 
That's really high. Super high. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just think it's great. I mean, back when I was in college, I'm not going to say because then everybody will know how old I am. I'm old. We old. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, there were, like, I would say, like, campus, like, there was campus support, but I feel like not as much as what this organization offers. Um, and I just wish there was more of that. Like, it, it, it's it's so crazy to me to think that, you know, this happens so much on in universities all across probably the world. I, I won't say just the United States. I mean, probably happens over the world, too. Oh, yeah. And... I just feel like there's not enough support for, you know, anybody who is a victim of this. And that's why I think this organization is so great because, you know, they directly assist with, you know, uh, the survivors and, you know, they have support networks. Uh, They help them file the federal complaints. They mentor. Um, They also, like, help students organize for change on campus. So they work with, like, administrators, to kind of like ensure, you know, best practices are in place and enforce, like really just kind of educating people on what to do. Um, And though they're not um, mental health or legal professionals, but they are able to connect survivors to their growing network of mental health professionals and lawyers. So that's really cool that, you know, they're like, hey, we don't know how to do this, but we're going to get you the right people that can help you with this. Yeah. Which is, it's really great um and uh one of the uh co-founders uh is uh andrea pino she is a survivor of assault and uh, like i said the co- uh, co-founder and she um puts she kind of really was like the main person to like really put this together and she is one of several across the country you know, that are really, really, really pushing policy reform, both uh, locally and federally. So please look them up. They are on Facebook and Instagram. And check, for those of you who are in college, check to see if there's any information about them and and get involved. Please help. Indeed. Please inform. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very important, especially the time that we're in right now. Yes. Use your voice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is it for good, not evil? Yes. <laughs> well, we have a story to read oh, from yes. one of our listeners before we get started on our episode. So uh, to our wonderful, beautiful, lovely leader, leader. I mean, she is a leader, but she's a listener. <laughs> a leader and a listener. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, we love and adore you. Thank you for sharing this. Um I apologize in advance because we were supposed to read this last week and like big meanies, we forgot to. So we're making it right now. But we love you. (laughs) We love you. It's not a reflection on you. It's more a reflection on the fact that I was drinking whiskey in my coffee last week. Yep. And I had an energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Ronnie sent us a story from one of her friends who worked next to you to um, my alma mater, uh, Cal State Channel Islands. And... Here's the story. So her friend had said, while doing an 8 p.m. perimeter check, I got a chill approaching one of the TV rooms. No one was around me. It was just me. I opened the door and a globe was spinning like someone had just spun it and walked out. 
I tried to shrug it off like nothing, but then it stopped. I continued to ignore it, but looked back at the globe and it was slowly spinning again. I left. That's creepy. Um, and this friend closes with the ghosts weren't mean. There was a man sitting in the hallway one time too. He had a newsy hat and was waiting and smiling. Not creepy. When I looked back at him, he was gone. Ooh. Yeah. That's been kind of my experience. It, it there's just yeah, been a I've lot, heard of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories. Yeah, like that. but it's not been anything malicious. None mm. of the traditional, you know, demon voice going get out. Yeah, more like just saying, "Hey, I'm here." Right. See you later. Sup? <laughs> just visiting. Study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a C, so you don't have to take class again. <laughs> yeah. See <laughs> or higher. Sees uh, get degrees. That's all I'm saying. Sees get degrees. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. also needs to be on a shirt. Yeah, kids, don't stress yourself out in college. Because it doesn't matter if you work your booty off and you graduate, graduate, oh my goodness, graduate, <laughs> summa cum laude, for the most part, no one cares. <laughs> Found that great. out the hard way. Nobody cares if you work your butt off. Nope. They just care that you do it and get a piece of paper. I feel like my degree hasn't really got me anywhere. No, I don't use mine. <laughs> but, I mean, say la vie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So today we're gonna talk about the new Netflix series and also by Ryan Murphy, Ratchet. 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 Not Ratchet. Ratchet. <laughs> R-A-T-C-H-E-D. As in Mildred Ratchet. Yes. Yep. The character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Which came out in 1975. It did. So, a little bit of background before we talk about the series. For those of you that haven't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, or those that haven't seen it in a very long time, I highly suggest you go back and watch it for a couple of reasons. One, it is one of the, like, I know that this is a very subjective, or a, a subjective view. No. Well, it's it one is of, one of it, the best. It is one of the greatest films of all time. And it is actually <laughs> one of only three films to win the quote unquote big five Oscars. So for those that aren't familiar with that term, it means it is a film that has won best screenplay, whether it's yep. original or adapted. Although the only films, the three films that have won this have all been adapted screenplay. Yep. So it's the film to win adapted screenplay or uh, you know, best screenplay, best actor, best actress, best director and best picture yep and again there have only been three films one flew over the cuckoo's nest was one of those so this film had a huge cast yes um so many great people yeah it was freaking awesome so obviously had brad dorif who was also nominated for a actor or a best supporting actor oscar uh louise fletcher playing nurse ratchet Danny DeVito, Scatman Crothers. <laughs> I just love saying his name. Yeah, who Scatman? Fun fact: this Brothers. was this was five years before he first collaborated with Jack Nicholson on The Shining, which came out in 1980. Oh, yep, that's right. Yep, they were both little babies. Yeah, Scatman Crothers looks so young. Yes, <laughs> he looks so young. Um, Christopher Lloyd also looks like a little baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent Schiavelli, who for those that don't know who he is, he's the character actor that's been in every movie you've ever seen but he looks like a really sad faced dog he just is <laughs> often classified as the quote-unquote sad faced actor that's who oh, vincent Schiavelli is um it also had and obviously jack nicholson um it was directed by milos foreman 
So this also, I, I, I love the Simpsons and I understand everybody's getting tired of it because it's been on for almost as long as I've been alive. I know. But <laughs> the reason too. why I love The Simpsons is because it's so plugged into pop culture and the writing is just brilliant. But one of the earlier seasons, I don't know if it was season five or six, or it, it was one of the earlier seasons before we started getting into the teens. Uh, it was sp- the one flew over the cookies nest was spoofed and Homer goes into an asylum and the character and let's talk about how politically incorrect it is to name a character chief oh because they happen to be native american like please don't do that please don't say it just just stop wasn't wasn't it the same in the book though it was okay but i'm just saying let's talk about how politically incorrect it is (laughs) let's not do that um it was the the same character was a large white person but it was actually voiced by michael jackson who was not credited but homer becomes friends with michael jackson's character and the best the the best part of that episode was then they write the little lisa simpson birthday song lisa it's your birthday happy birthday lisa oh my god (laughs) and now when it's my birthday Bree, it's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sing that for your birthday coming up. Oh, God. Just so you know, it's going to happen. We're not celebrating my birthday. We're not allowed. Um, Excuse me? Yeah, you heard me. We're not allowed. (laughs) You don't know me. Okay. (laughs) You don't know my life. (laughs) You know that's not going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Anyway. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Um, well, I um, found some really cool fun facts about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Just a couple things. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Um, actually, many of the extras were authentic mental patients. I feel like I knew that one. I but- didn't. Oh, you didn't? Nope. I just thought they were really good actors. <laughs> <laughs> good extras trying to be in the movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's why the movie was so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, who who would have thought? I, I mean, I don't think I would have thought of that. Because oh, like, how would you know to you know how to handle all that? Because there's a lot of extras. Yeah, there like were. a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then uh, Louise Fletcher, who played the famous Mildred Ratched, uh, was so disturbed by her own performance that she couldn't watch the film for years. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, in later interviews, uh, she said that she found ways to make her character human, yet remain unsympathetic, ultimately deciding that Nurse, Ra- Nurse Ratched actually did care about the parents and uh, patients, the parents, and felt <laughs> she was doing what was best for them, but was ultimately misguided and drunk on her own power. Um and, you know, she was also, she was so upset with the fact that the other cast members could laugh and be happy, you know, with their characters, while she had to be, like, so cold and heartless, that uh, near the end of production, she removed her dress and stood in only her panties to prove to the cast members that she was not a cold-hearted monster. Oh, my God. I mean, that sounds like fun. Girl, that's, that's... Sounds like a good time. Wow. <laughs> damn i know um during filming a crew member uh running cables left a second story 
window open at the Oregon State Mental Hospital where they were filming, and um, an actual patient climbed through the bars and fell to the ground, injuring himself. Oh my god! So the next day, the statements, uh, the Statesman Journal in Salem, Oregon, reported the incident with the headline on the front page: "One flew out of the cuckoo's nest." Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I would have wrote that, though. I'm, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, everybody knows the film's title foreshadows the movie's ending. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, before the, uh, the film, Jack Nicholson and Louise Fletcher actually witnessed uh, electro, oh, sorry, electroconvulsive therapy being performed on a patient. Like, Ugh. live, they were there. Ugh. So they know, like, what it felt like to, like, be there experiencing that. And, yeah. And I read somewhere, like, it was really hard for uh, Louise Fletcher to watch that. But she said it really... Well, yeah. But she said it was really, really helpful that, like, she would just try to see stuff like that over and over again so that she could just be numb to it. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm so sad right now. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, yeah, some fun and sad facts about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And if you haven't seen it, please watch it. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. And if if you haven't read the book, please read the book. Yes. By uh, Ken Kesey. Reading is fundamental. Yes. You know, as you all know, we read a lot. So we are avid readers. But yes, so getting into Ratched, which is, you know, focused on uh, the main character, one of the main characters <laughs> in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, I know that the, you know, the stories are kind of, it's supposed to be her, the beginning of her life before. It's her origin story. Yeah, basically. And, um, of course, the uh, main characters, I'm sorry, main (laughs) actors and actresses. So we have, of course, the great Sarah Paulson as Nurse Mildred Ratched. I mean, I feel like she could just play anything. (laughs) She really, uh, well, okay. Well, I'll, I know you have, you have thoughts. I have criticisms. But, We'll save it till the end. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get to the rest of the cast <laughs> but no i and i agree with you on some of those too mm-hmm. um and then we have finn Wittrock as edmund tellison and he's a murderous and mentally unstable foster brother of of nurse uh ratchet so that's her brother and uh he's becomes an inmate at the lucia state hospital and then we have cynthia nixon who plays gwendolyn briggs uh she's the uh, governor's press secretary and campaign manager and then later in the show she becomes uh, nurse ratchet's uh love interest and then we have john john briones as dr richard hanover and then um charlie carver as huck finnegan I was like, I wonder if his brother, like, they swapped sometimes, like they used to do on, well, they didn't swap on Desert Housewives, but they look almost like, they look pretty much the same. So I wonder if they, like, used the both of them. I don't think they did, because wouldn't he have been credited? Oh, that's true. But it would have been cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I miss that show. I love Desperate Housewives. Um, anyway, <laughs> then we had Judy Davis as Nurse Betsy Bucket. Stole the freaking series. I know. Ugh. Loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then good old Sharon Stone <laughs> mm-hmm. as uh, Lenore Osgood. She's a like kind of like a wealthy heiress and who hires a hitman to come after um, Dr. Uh, Hanover. Uh, and then we have uh, Carrie Stoll, who is uh, Charles uh, Wainwright, and he's the, the hitman that actually Sharon Stone's character hires. And then uh, the wonderful Vincent D'Onofrio, he looks so different. He's getting real puffy. <laughs> I didn't recognize him at first. He's, <laughs> it he, took me a minute. <laughs> who was the guy from Creed that took too many opioids and got all puffy? You mean the lead singer? Scott Stapp, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he in full Scott Stapp right now. <laughs> yeah. But he plays uh, Governor George Wilburn, who is the governor of California. And then we have um, Alice Englert, who plays Nurse Dolly. So cute. A little cra- she's a little crazy but it's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have um uh amanda Plummer, who plays louise who is the owner of a motel nearby the hospital <laughs> she cracked me up <laughs> the mm-hmm. whole time <laughs> and then uh annie stark as lily cartwright uh brandon flynn uh who plays uh henry osgood uh that that's a crazy story mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole character but i almost didn't recognize him too and i remember i was like oh he's he was in um uh 13 reasons why oh i didn't watch it oh you didn't oh no it's 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 depressing yeah there's there's a I lot just of wanted uh, to watch it though just to say I, that i, I did. know what it's about there because of things that have happened in my past mm-hmm. there are certain shows and movies that i cannot watch yeah last house on the left can't watch what? either version the og or the remake i think did nope. i watch that one i don't know uh yeah it's Mm. My, my ptsd goes freaking bonkers oh, okay and then yeah, it's then a real I long phone call with it. people yeah yes. <laughs> well anyway but he he's in that show mm. that's where he's from anyway um mm. so and then we have michael benjamin washington who plays trevor briggs who is gwendolyn's husband and whom they have a lavender marriage i didn't know that's what it was called i didn't either but i'm really glad that i know that now yeah and then we have sophie Okanado as Charlotte Wells. She stole like but <laughs> another one who stole the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Judy Davis and Sophie Okanado just completely stole yeah. this entire series. It, yeah, seriously. And basically her character is a patient with a dissociative identity disorder, meaning she has many personalities. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. I was first chair. First chair. First chair <laughs> I went to the Juilliard Academy. Like, freaking. And then. I was laughing so hard. To demure and, and guarded. I'm just going, this girl can do. Not girl. She's a woman. She's 50. This woman can do. She looks like she's young. She looks younger than me, but she's in her 50s and she is phenomenal. I've loved her since I, I think the first time I saw her was in Hotel Rwanda. Yeah, she's so good. She got robbed on her Best Supporting Actress uh, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Sophia Akinado, you're not listening to this, but I wish you were. You're amazing and I love you. Keep it yeah, up. Yeah, please listen to us though. Mm-hmm. We would love it. Because I feel like if 
this if this series gets like any you know awards or anything i hope she's nominated yeah because that was just it was brilliant (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) um so i'll get into a little bit of just each episode um just quick plots for all of them um and again if you watched it if you haven't watched it sorry please fast forward 10 yeah, minutes, 15 minutes i'm just gonna quickly go through like each episode just like little tidbits not like everything but yeah so again just fast forward because i'm gonna go through these so <laughs> so we open up with the pilot and we are brought into the year 1947 and we um meet uh Edmund Tellison, and he uh, murders four priests, to uh, one of which he claims is his father. Trigger warning, please don't watch, unless you aren't bothered by gratuitous violence, please don't watch this while you're eating, because I made that mistake. <laughs> and watching a priest's head and face be bashed into a toilet while you're eating lunch is probably not one of the smart I mean, Ryan Murphy doesn't hold back. No. But also, I was eating my popcorn watching this. I... (laughs) Like Michael Jackson in the theater. (laughs) I'm terrible. It's fine. (laughs) So, um... But anyway, we find out six months later, he's arrested and sentenced to um, 120 days in Lucia State Hospital, which is a mental mental institution in Northern California. Uh, then we meet uh, Mildred Ratched, who is basically on her way up there. And um, she basically steals the position um, of a nurse at the same hospital through blackmail so that she can work there. But what we really find out is she is um, basically trying to be there because we find out later that Edmund is her brother. Um, but also, while she's there, we we get introduced to Governor uh, George Wilburn, who visits the hospital for funding, and uh, Nurse Ratchet kind of pulls a stunt, dosing an older patient with blood pressure, uh, reducing medicine, so she can, like... He basically goes into cardiac uh, shock, and he uh, and Nurse Ratchet kind of saves him, just kind of like, you know, trying to boost herself up so that the um, the doctor, the uh, main doctor, will hire her there to work to stay. She's got that uh, like angel of death kind of complex. Yeah, it yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> but she basically just kind of weasels her way in mm-hmm. and <laughs> is just you know doing all kinds of, and then uh, she provokes. Um, another patient uh salvatore and um you know she kind of provokes him you know to to kill himself because basically he's not gonna feel any better than what he is now and and this happens in dr hanover's office so dr hanover discovers this and of course nurse Ra- nurse ratchet she's trying to you know basically work here so she assures dr hanover um that you know she's gonna clean up everything she'll clean up all the blood and you know, so that the governor who's there visiting doesn't see all of this. So basically, pretty much gets her in, you know, into the hospital. And of course, you know, we we meet Nurse Bucket and, you know, she does not like Nurse Ratchet one bit. Nope. She's like, this this lady's up to something. Mm-hmm. But she's also kind of like the, the mean one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mean nurse. <laughs> but 
kind of find out that's not that's not all true. <laughs> uh, then we get into episode two, uh, titled "The Ice Pick." That was a good one for you, wasn't it? <laughs> you know this one. This one did not bother me. This wasn't the one where they started boiling people, right? No, this is the the uh, lobotomy. Oh, see, this didn't bother me quite as much. Which didn't work. No, this didn't bother me quite as much. <laughs> like, the boiling people, I had real issues with. Yeah, so he does the lobotomy, which fails, and then he's trying to show the nursing staff and the other doctors a more c- convenient procedure, which involves a nice pick. And you go through the eyeball, not through the temporal lobe. Yeah. <sighs> Oof. Or the, the temple. Just hearing that little crack, though. <laughs> yeah, so. But anyway, so Nurse Ratchet is, like, watching so intently at this. And so she goes to visit uh, Father Andrews, who is a survivor and a witness of Edmund uh, murdering all the other priests. And um, she, uh, she convinces him uh, to interview uh, with Dr. Hanover, just, you know, she's trying to get in and, you know, kind of, you know, try to save her, her brother's life so he doesn't have to die. Uh, then we meet, uh, we also meet Gwendolyn Briggs and, um, she invites, uh, Nurse Ratchet to a women's club in Monterey. Well, before that, I'm sorry, she invites her to dinner and has her try the, uh, very seductively teaches her how to eat oysters, which is so I li- you know when I was not vegan I liked oysters I I can't do it mm, there's I'm some good. lemon and salt anyway. on there <laughs> <laughs> but then she kind of gets the wrong idea she takes her to this women's club private women's club in Monterey and nurse Ratchet is super offended because you know she she Gwendolyn thinks that she is a lesbian and so she gets offended and she leaves. <laughs> so uh, Father Andrews uh, agrees with the uh, interviewing with Dr. Hanover and uh, Ratched takes him uh, over to um, her motel room and, you know, she's recording his confession and, you know, and she's claiming to do this for Dr. Hanover just to kind of prepare him, you know, for this interview. And then... Uh, all of a sudden she sedates him and then after revealing to him that Edmund is her brother she performs the ice pick procedure on him which basically puts him in a state of catatonia yep so lovely mm-hmm. good job <laughs> then uh we go into the episode this is a two-part episode um angel of mercy and uh we learn that we learn this uh story of Lenore Osgood, who is sending a um, private investigator, Wayne Wright. Um, and uh, she, he's basically sending, she's sending him to go after Dr. Hanover, which is an alias for his real name, Manuel Banyaga. Banyaga. But I, I think I said that right. You did. <laughs> basically, who is responsible for the mutilation of her son, um, Henry, who's it, pretty much he has no limbs like none at all <laughs> that was that was kind of a weird one for me um so she basically but we what we find out later too is that she hires wayne wright to uh to kill him uh so then we cut over to uh hanover he 
uh, actually discovers um, he develops a new therapy that involves immersing patients ex- in excessively hot water. Your favorite part? Oh, God, this was pain. This was awful. Like yeah, this this was so unnecessary and just yeah. I, you know, honestly, it I, I can say <laughs> that was really hard for me to watch. Yeah, and I. I want to ask Ryan Murphy if he's okay. <laughs> because I I really have questions. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I, I just... It, it was really hard to watch that. I mean, and basically what happens is there's a patient there who is in the mental hospital for being a lesbian also really wrong because that's a mental illness right who you choose to be attracted to your biology is a mental illness Mm -hmm. come on so she's the one that gets put in this hot tub basically and and she's locked in there with only her head (laughs) sticking out so she can't escape she can't get out of it and she just uh (laughs) nurse bucket like turns that up and oh man that was it was hard to watch anyway moving on (laughs) it was really hard to watch um and so and then we also find out that nurse dolly has been um going down well she went down to visit uh edmund tellison and that part was interesting (laughs) she was supposed to be delivering some food which she did but she also delivered something else and you know (laughs) this part was granted i understand that all horror series or movies are not plausible but i would like at least some semblance of reality (laughs) you're not gonna and i'm going to mark this episode explicit when i upload it however okay yeah because i was like are we gonna talk about it you're not gonna seriously be a nurse and go jerk somebody off through the fucking bars while while the guard guard is watching like it's not give me just like a little hint of something plausible (laughs) like please you're boiling people. There's this other kid that that cut off his own limbs and then had to sew. Like I, anyway, continue. Yeah. Can we, you know what? I'm not gonna talk about that. I was gonna say like, did did his thing have to be like that big though? Because like it was like that was like the first thing I saw. Did you notice it? No. I did. But I was also, like, multitasking. I was... Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, we don't even have to close up on that. All right, I think I was just mostly (laughs) so irritated by (laughs) the fact that the guard was standing there watching. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching... He was just chilling, like, seriously. Am I watching Netflix or Pornhub? Because right now I'm confused. (laughs) I just don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. So... Yeah, so there's that. (laughs) And, um, well, so we get into part two of this episode, and um, the governor is mentioning that he's, like, really, you know, eager for Edmund Tullison, you know, to be fit, you know, for the trial. Like, everybody wants the you know he wants the everybody in the city wants to see justice for what happened um 
And of course, we find out that Dolly, you know, kind of confesses her attraction to dangerous men. Really? I didn't get it based on the fact that you're jerking (laughs) off a serial killer through his bars. Nope, I didn't I didn't recognize that at all. Didn't get that. (laughs) So, of course, Ratchet's like, well, you know what? I'll arrange you guys to meet. At, uh, you know, when Nurse Bucket is eating her lunch. Perfect time. <laughs> and then we also see uh, Dr. Hanover is uh, self-medicating himself uh, with drugs, which is great. That's really awesome of a doctor. <laughs> but um, we also learn more about Huck Finnegan, which was one of my favorite characters. I really liked him. I, I liked him too. Pie. And he saw he sabotages the hot tubs so they don't work. Mm-hmm. So that the the patients don't get abused by it, which was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you break that machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're still seeing that um, Rain, w- Wainwright is still trying to search for Hanover and capture him and, you know, get him turned in uh, or killed, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, Ratchet ac- actually... Um, offers to to help him and they go to her room and you know she kind of like oddly entices him and then they have sex and but Gwendolyn is actually staying um next door so she kind of hears everything and I guess it was I I think in a way it was just her trying to prove to herself that she was not a lesbian (laughs) but in fact she finds out that that she's like oh hmm maybe i like women maybe i am and that's okay (laughs) so um and then after so ratchet and huck actually help uh two patients that were caught being lesbians they they helped them escape which was really nice Mm -hmm. really sweet and that's why i really like huck anyway (laughs) but um and then after that ratchet sneaks the uh uh, Wainwright, the uh, PI in, so that he can try to um, capture Hanover. And so as he makes his way um, over there to the office, Hanover manages him to knock him out unconscious, and then they lock him in that boiling tub, mm. and they run it till till like two hundred. Like it, it, it's it is gross. boiling. It's two twelve, and like he, he has <laughs> third degree burns, and yeah. And then as he comes out, like, he looks so gross that the guard gets really scared and, and shoots him. Mm-hmm. So, good goodbye, private eye. You're dead. <laughs> um, and then, so, she, uh, Nurse Ratchet actually calls uh, Lenore Osgood and, you know, tell her that Wayne Wright is dead and suggests that she should just come to Lucia, uh, Lucia herself. So... Yeah. <laughs> so she decides, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Um, but then uh, we we learn that Huck, he kind of calls, he, he tells Nurse Ratched that she's kind of like an, an angel of mercy, which you said that at the beginning. So <laughs> and they actually say it to her in the show as well. Mm. And, and we actually see a flashback of Nurse Ratched in the war where uh, she euthanized a suffering soldier, which... She gets, um, actually, like, they make her leave after that. Anyway, so we get into the other episode called The Dance. This was fun. <laughs> and um, uh, Nurse Ratchet blackmails Hanover to find um, 
uh, Edmund not fit for trial and um, and then also to make her head nurse. So like, you know, she's really, you know, using everything to just really get into this Gunning hospital. for Nurse Bucket's job. Yep. <laughs> Which she gets. <laughs> and then she, uh, you know, after hearing this, she, um, uh, Ratchet uh, tells Edmund that, um, you know, you got to act insane during this upcoming dance. We're going to have this whole plan, you know, so people think you're crazy. So you don't have to be on trial and you could just stay here and, you know, not be sent to prison or sent to death or, you know, so, <laughs> so, uh, Charlotte Wells is admitted, uh, with a multiple personality disorder. Yay. The, you know, the, who was in first chair. <laughs> And, um, so, and after that, Edmund asked Ratchet to provide him with a knife for the dance, um, basically saying he's going to cut himself and, you know, just to to kind of further convince everybody, um, you know, that he is, he's crazy. But actually, uh, what we also find out is that, uh, Edmund and, um, uh, nurse, uh, oh God, I forgot her name already. Oh, that slipped out of my mind. Sorry. Nurse Bucket? <laughs> no, not Nurse Bucket. Dolly. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> that they kind of have a little plan of their own uh, to escape. So, but we'll find out a little bit later. So, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Hanover starts working with Charlotte, trying to get her personalities kind of in one place <laughs> and and then in the meantime uh nurse now that nurse ratchet is head nurse she's really trying to plan this dance and you know get everybody kind of happy but also like you know to prove that her her brother is like really crazy so we get to the dance and everybody's having like you know a really good time and then all of a sudden um Edmund comes in with the guards and he uh instead like as you know they're taking the the um handcuffs and everything off of him he uh, starts dancing with Dolly and then he grabs the um security guard kills the poor security guard that's dancing with Charlotte who's having a good time and on one personality and then uh and then he uh, actually steals the gun and shoots Gwendolyn and him and Dolly escape. So then we get into the next episode, and Edmund and Dolly are hiding in a, a farmhouse, and you know they're doing their little thing before, you know they eventually they get caught, <laughs> and uh, Dolly, you know, tries to have like a shootout with the police, and then she ends up dying. I think we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I knew they, that was going to happen. <laughs> bon- Bonnie and Clyde it, but Clyde lived. I was surprised they didn't shoot him, too, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> and then we find out uh, Gwendolyn, she's regaining conscious in the hospital, and Ratchet kind of um, reveals uh, to her that uh, she has feelings. And so hearing about Edmund escaping the hospital and, you know, he's returning there, the governor is furious and he basically tells you know dr hannah you need to certify him fit for the trial and then he also cuts the hospital funding and then fires grenolin he's like oh you got shot but you're fired (laughs) (laughs) i was like what a dick (laughs) it's so mean (laughs) um we get into uh the next episode the bucket list and uh we kind of get in a little bit of um 
Nurse Bucket's great investigation skills. <laughs> and uh, she learns about the uh, relationship between Nurse Ratched and Edmund. And also she learns that um, Ratched um, lobotomized Father Andrew to silence him. So, of course, you know, she confronts her and, you know, Nurse Ratched actually confesses you know, she was actually kicked out of the army for use for euthanizing soldiers. And, you know, she wasn't really a nurse. <laughs> she was kind of a nurse, but not really. <laughs> um, but Nurse Bucket is, you know, sort of like sympathetic. And, you know, she agrees also that, you know, Edmund, you know, should not be executed. She thinks it's like a super, you know, inhumane way. And, and actually in this episode two, we see the governor at one of the, um, um, trial, uh, I'm sorry, not trial, but, uh, an execution for another, um, inmate. And like, he pulls the plug and he just keeps it going. I was like, how can anybody sit there and watch that? It was, uh, well, and then he catches on fire. It oh, was, yeah. uh, very reminiscent of the Green Mile. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I don't even think I could watch that part. When they didn't put the sponge on his head. Yeah. He just, he's like, here, we're going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to do lethal injection. We're just going to put him in the electric chair. It's and really barbaric yeah. to think about the ways that it's just <sighs> people have uh, executed criminals over the years. It's really barbaric. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of nice, but in a way I'm like, but I mean, did you guys see what he did in episode one? <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> and then continuing to just kill a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they kind of, Nurse Bucket and um, uh, Ratchet, they come up with a, a plan to kind of get Dr. Hanover out of the hospital because he's a, a bad person and, you know, he's done terrible things. So... Um, they kind of meet with one of the wealthy benefactors of the hospital and they kind of arrange, you know, for them to continue support for the hospital, but just, you know, have, you know, Hanover removed by the police. But of course, Nurse Ratchet tells Dr. Hanover of this whole idea of what's happening, that the police are coming for him. So he escapes and he takes Charlotte with him really bad idea um mm -hmm. <laughs> and then so while they're hiding in the motel from the police um he hears a knock on the door and you know he's thinking it's the police uh which it was but he hides charlotte in the closet which kind of like sparks all of her it, tr it, triggers, it triggers a different personality yeah so when he assures the the uh, officer that nothing's going on he opens the door and uh charlotte you know starts yelling at him and you know saying you know she's he's shit and <laughs> he's a fraud and all this and then she kills him yay Bye -bye. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> and um so and then charlotte blacks out but then when she realizes what she did she calls um she calls Nurse Ratchet to come and help her, you know, kind of fix the problem, what's happening. Uh, so she knows that uh, Lenore Osgood, you know, pretty much wants his head. So she collects his head and uh, sends it to her. Yay. <laughs> and as uh, Lenore is showing this to her son, Henry, like saying, hey, look, you know, I you know, I killed him for you. You should be happy. Then the butler comes in and then kills her. Well, because he had said, oh, right. you know, it wasn't just 
him, it was also you. You yeah. allowed you brought him into this house. You allowed him to take my limbs and blah blah blah. Um so yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So but <laughs> what I thought was really, really funny was that um when they're reading her will, she leaves her whole estate to the monkey. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and the monkey's like jumping up and down like yeah woohoo and then her son I'm gets rich, bitch. yeah i know and then her her son gets put in a psychiatric hospital for the rest of his life i was like ooh, burn as he should be burn <laughs> um but also ratchet reveals that she loves gwendolyn but gwendolyn tells uh tells her that she has terminal cancer but of course, Nurse Ratchet, she's like, I got this money from, you know, delivering the the head of Dr. Hanover. <laughs> and, you know, we can go, you know, find the cure or find something to help so that you can, you know, live a long, happy life. But um, anyway, and then uh, so uh, Nurse Bucket takes over as head of the hospital. And then she also names Huck as head nurse. Yay! Because mm. they're so cute. <laughs> and then um, so we get into the last episode, uh, titled Mildred and Edmund and of course so Edmund is scheduled for his execution by electric chair and um Ratched and Gwendolyn kind of you know trying to appeal to the governor you know for mercy but he is just like nope sorry and then and makes a comment on their on their butts <laughs> which was really gross <laughs> it was the 40s yeah <laughs> um yeah women didn't really have a voice back then but i appreciate them for trying <laughs> so um and then they meet with bucket and so nurse ratchet suggests a plan where you know maybe that you know she could you know kill edmund herself humanely so he doesn't have to go through the whole thing of the electric chair um but here uh enters uh charlotte <laughs> who is not basically herself now she believes that she is dr hanover which was so great <laughs> and um and she swears to save edmund from you know his execution she finds a gun in hanover's desk and becomes super aggressive um with nurse bucket and and huck who's in there and she actually uh shoots huck and and a guard uh but basically she frees edmund who then uh, Edmund takes the guard's gun and then they, you know, both, you know, escape and get out. And then we, uh, find out that, um, Bucket, uh, I'm sorry, Nurse Bucket, Nurse Ratched, and Gwendolyn, they're in Mexico, you know, they're kind of escaping that whole madness and, you know, trying to live their best life. And then Edmund, uh, calls her and he said that he, he knows where she's, where she's at and, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna come and kill her, but at the end of the episode, Ratchet tells him that she's gonna find him first. And the end. Mm-hmm. Till, until season two. Mm-hmm. So, a couple fun facts about the show itself, and something I didn't catch, and if I would have liked this more, I probably would go back and rewatch it. Um, <laughs> Ryan Murphy used different colored costumes and sets to represent themes, yellow being deceit, mm. blue being neutral, red being evil slash badness, um, white being purity, green, honesty. 
Um, and sometimes the costumes subtly change hue as one theme transitions to another. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was always uh, wondering about that when I saw, saw your note about that. It was like, because all of like, um, you know, Ratched's uh, costumes, well, not costumes, but what she was wearing, like when she wasn't in the nurse's outfit, it was like very bold. And, and where do I get that wardrobe? Exactly. I was like, please hook a sister up where with all that wardrobe. Where do I get that wardrobe? Those hats. The hats are fabulous. The gloves. Oh. Mm-hmm. Everything was... Whoever did costume design for this show did a freaking killer job. I'm like, can I look that up on IMDb? <laughs> uh, I need to hit her up. <laughs> right. Um, and then Ryan Murphy... And So th- after I read this, I actually felt a little bit better about the series. Um, and I'll get into my criticism after but Ryan Murphy actually revealed that he has mapped out a four season origin story for the for Nurse Ratched, oh. um, where she faces off against a different male adversary in every season, hmm. with the fourth and final season blending one flew over the cuckoo's nest into the narrative. Okay. Yes. So that made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Because I think, well, and I feel like there's a lot of people that were wondering that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this is supposed to be quote unquote young nurse ratchet because this is the forties. One flew over the cuckoo's nest takes place in the sixties. So is ratchet is played by Sarah Paulson, who is actually four years older than Louise Fletcher was when she played nurse ratchet in one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. Yep. And, uh, according to Louise Fletcher, who played Nurse Ratched in the film, who's still alive today, um, they had given the character a 40s-style hairstyle to represent her being stuck in the times. And obviously, this this series takes place in the 40s, thus the 40s hairstyle in the origin story. And if you notice, and, and I didn't even tie this together until after I read this, Nurse Ratched suffocates her wounded soldiers with a pillow. The same way that Chief kills McMurphy after McMurphy has his lobotomy and one flew over the cuckoo's nest because they're supposed to escape together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chief smothers him with a pillow when he realizes that McMurphy's no longer in there. Yeah, he, he knew there. Mm-hmm. So, a couple things that I wanted to <laughs> I mention. W- I wanted to wait for this. Yes. So, the biggest takeaway that I have this series has absolutely positively nothing to do with one flew over the cuckoo's nest not a damn thing i feel like they didn't need to mention that either it could have been knowing that the that this was supposed to be her origin story i was hoping that there i could granted i understand it's 20 you know 15 year yeah i guess 15 or 20 years before the events of one flew over the cuckoo's nest however there were no easter eggs Mm -mm. to speak of um maybe except that one yeah except for the the smothering the pillow um and i mean maybe the hairstyle but there was a very popular 40s hairstyle yeah like victory rolls and gibson rolls were all the rage Mm -hmm. so there's nothing that ties the origin story to the film so reading the fact that this was supposed to be a larger you know four season story okay i feel a little bit better I wish it would have, there would have been at least something to kind of tie it together because as it stands, I feel like I just watched a spinoff series of American Horror Story Asylum. 
that that's like exactly what I was saying yeah. to you before. <laughs> yeah, like it, it could have been. I think that's what I texted you that mm-hmm. I felt like it was. It, it could have been its own standalone series yeah. of American Horror Story, and it just so happens that the lead character is named Mildred Ratched, and she happens to be a nurse. Yeah. Otherwise, it, there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah, because once we heard from the beginning that was based off that character, I think that's just kind of what we expected going in. Like, to have some kind of tie. Even if it was just, like, really subtle, mm-hmm. I-, I think I would have liked that. Just something, uh, you know, from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like, just something that she did in that movie. Yeah. Or maybe- you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like, other than the hairstyle, like you said, like, I don't feel like it was translated very well. No, it wasn't. It didn't, it, it did not connect for me at all. Um, which was really tough because that, that movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. And I would have liked for at least some little nuances. Well, especially when you're picking one of the top characters in that movie. Yeah. She's, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) She's a very important character in that movie. And I feel like if you're going to pick her, you, I mean, you kind of have to like, give us something yeah i don't know but <laughs> and here's my my criticism on character development for nurse ratchet so sarah paulson's interpretation of the character is still mildly cold but very calculated mm-hmm. she is incredibly thoughtful and everything yeah. every decision She's got plans for everything yeah every decision that she makes is very purposeful however she loses her cool on multiple occasions mm-hmm. and she breaks character. She breaks from, because Nurse Ratched from the film is a stone cold bitch. Yep. She maintains composure even when she's being fucking choked out in the end by McMurphy and Brad Dorff's character, Brian Dorff's character is just taking his own life in the freaking office at the end. Um, she keeps that face. And at one point when, when they are uh, watching the, the world series and McMurphy is getting all the inmates riled up, you, the camera cuts to Ratchet's face. And if Medusa was a person, <laughs> it would be this look on her face. It is just like, I will murder all of you. Yeah. With oh, my like eyeballs. the part where nurse bucket was eating her peach. That was okay. Can we talk about that in episode two? That was the most overhyped, missed opportunity (laughs) because I'm seeing memes like before I even made it through the series, I'm seeing memes all over social media about about, damn peach. That's my peach. That's my peach. I'm like, and then, so I watched the interaction between she and Nurse Bucket and she's like, oh, you'll be sorry. Like, and then Nurse Bucket's never fucking sorry. Like, not once. It was such an empty threat. Like, I mean, other than her stealing her job for her position at one point but i mean other than that but i mean i'm expecting violence like i'm expecting her to the way that she was looking at her that was like death exactly so (laughs) it was like i was so underwhelmed by that but and here's the other thing nurse ratchet is a straight-up autocrat if you look up the definition of an autocrat in you know miriam webster you will see a picture of of mildred ratchet (laughs) Just obsessed with ultimate obedience and power. Mm-hmm. That is how I see my nurse ratchet. Yeah. Sarah Paulson's interpretation is 
driven and motivated by her love of her foster brother. Yeah. That is why she makes all of the decisions that she does to try to save him and to try to help him. And, and we find out in the, the, I got no strings episode that she and her brother were, or her foster brother were trafficked as children after her mother abandoned her. Um, she was sent to an orphanage where she then teamed up with her foster brother and this wonderful social worker took pity on them and made them biological siblings on paper so that they could stay together. But they end up going to horrible homes where they're yeah. abused, they're moved around, and then the final home they're in, they're trafficked. And finally, Edmund snaps and can't take it anymore and gouges out the eyes of his foster parents and kills them. Ugh. Um and everything that we see from Sarah Paulson, it's it's very compassionate. And that's not who that character is in the no. film. She's not compassionate. She's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, even down to the how she tries to make the whole group vote on changing the program to watch the world series and then she makes McMurphy <laughs> go through all these other yes. like <laughs> random hoops to do it. I mean, so I was I really was missing the connection. Yeah. So, I don't but know. I mean, I can see where they think, like how she got that way by the rough life that she had. I don't know. I was kind of looking at it that way a little bit too. I I get it. However, if they would have gone that route, she wouldn't have been compassionate at all. If she that's true. It she it, it's one or the other. And the problem that I have is the series is one and the movie is the other. Mm-hmm. But she's an adult in this. Like yeah. she's she's in her 30s. Yeah. Clearly. So any trauma that would have made her a stone cold bitch it, would have hit by then. Yeah. It wouldn't have made her compassionate at all. Yeah. That's very so true. So that's why I had a problem with no disrespect to Sarah Paulson. I love her. I think she's a brilliant actress. Yeah. It just further kind of separated the connection. Mm-hmm. I still me. think she did a good job though. She did a good job. Like for, I mean, what either her interpretation or the writer, Ryan Murphy, whatever their interpretation of the character was, I think for what was given to her to, to do, I, I liked it. If we look at it as, Let's call it what it is. It's a spinoff of American Horror Story. Yeah. It's another season of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. If we look at it from that lens, she was great. Yeah. Agreed. If we look at it as she's Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, not even close. Yeah. But um, also, you had so many standout uh, performances that kind of overshadowed her. <laughs> the I will tell you, so continuing on that critique... In true Ryan Murphy fashion, the for me, the story, it starts out with a bang. Mm-hmm. And then like every season of American Horror Story, it lulls in the middle. Yep. And then it kind of picks up at the end, but it doesn't I, pick up for me it, enough to like it. Yeah. And I feel like too, like in the last episode, like when it ended, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, like just when it's getting good. <laughs> well, and, and, I, and, and then you end it. Like, well, and I why? understand if they're doing multiple seasons. Like, I get it. Yeah. You always end your season with a cliffhanger. Like, yeah, but that was like a that was like a big one. 
Well, it's huge. How many episodes or how many seasons of Law and Order SVU has Olivia Benson almost died and we don't find out until oh, the next true. season? That that's she's true. Not dead. <laughs> that's true. All 30 seasons of it. Um, so, like, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the ending, but I just had a problem with how frantic the plot was. Mm-hmm. It was um, all over the place, it was everywhere. And um, the one thing that made this watchable for me was the cast mm-hmm. because Sharon Stone like speaking of Stone Cold bitch yeah she as as the mom of that the quadruple amputee she was awesome even though she was only in a couple of episodes um i love Cynthia Nixon yeah me too and her as the press secretary and at at the one scene where Mildred is confessing her love for for Cynthia Nixon's character, Gwendolyn, um, she just, her performance was brilliant because she was conflicted. She was tormented. She was obviously in love. I, I mean, every emotion that we've gone through in a like a super traumatic relationship or bad breakup, she conveyed within like 60 seconds and it was brilliant. Um, I, I love her in, in everything that I've seen her in, but she was really great in this. Um, and then uh, Sophie Akinado oh as Charlotte. I think she was probably my favorite. Yes. Um, because she's my number one. <laughs> yeah, because how difficult is it to be, and I'm pretty sure she's British. Um, I think or so, yeah. She's either British or she is. Look, as we're both looking. From somewhere. <laughs> as from, we're both looking from it up. From somewhere not here. Um, yes, she's English. Okay. Um, she was great. And Judy Davis was also phenomenal. Yeah. But I mean, look at the movie that she just came from. Yeah. I mean, when she played Judy. I mean, so oh, good. in the series. Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I struggle because I'm fine with there being violence in in a TV show or a movie. Like, I get it. But it was there was just so much that was so unnecessary and so many trigger warnings. I, I get it. American Horror Story is really violent, but I don't know. The boiling people was too much for me. The child trafficking piece was a big trigger for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, but overall, I mean, but like I said, I just wish that. Well, I mean, if they were just trying to really highlight Sarah Paulson, I think having all these other heavy hitters around her may not have been the best. I don't know. I feel like like Sophie Okonedo just kind of just kind of wiped everybody out. Oh, she was brilliant. <laughs> Personally. She was brilliant. So I don't know. Like, I just... And I feel like their characters were a little more developed. Like, we... I don't know. I just felt like I knew more about more was more interested in their stories <laughs> a little bit. I, I wish that this wouldn't have been called ratchet. Yeah. I, I wish that it would have been something different. If, if they weren't planning on including any Easter eggs except for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, you know, like you can't even tie it to her because it's chief that smothers McMurphy in the end. It's not nurse ratchet yeah um i wish that they would have i don't know i wish that there yeah. would have been a way you know now that i'm talking about it though the one tie the the one 
actual tie to Nurse Ratched when uh, in the I think it's the is it the first or the second episode first episode when um, she takes the patient into Hanover's office to take his own life. Oh yeah. Well, she kind of did that to. Uh, one of the patients in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, after, that's right. After he goes and uh, and gets some from the sex worker. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning when Ratchet comes in and they've all had the big party. Right. And she humiliates him in front of everybody and says, you know, what would your mother think? And then he goes into the office and takes his own life. That's the only tie I can think of okay. to her directly. Okay. And that's not enough for me. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> so, not at all. <laughs> so if I look at it from the lens of... It's another season of American Horror Story. I give it a three of five screams. Okay. If I look at it for what it is, which is it's supposed to be the Nurse Ratched origin story, I give it a two. Ooh. <laughs> I, I didn't. I. I yeah. It really. True. It it bothered me that much that there was yeah. just no no backstory. Yeah, not like a total connection on that. Um. I think, okay, so just without it looking at, for me, without it connecting, um, I want to say, like, oh, okay, I, I kind of liked it, so I want to say 3.5. Okay. But if I was going off base, it, trying to connect to the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest story, um, 2.5? 3? Ish? Yeah, I just... So the 2.5, yeah. yeah. It just... I don't know. <laughs> it, it fell really flat for me. But I feel like, too, it's like... I mean, are we going to get more of that in the second season? I mean, I hope. Because then, I don't know, do we want to see a three and a four after that? I don't... Honestly, I don't know that I can take three or four seasons of this. Unless <laughs> it starts tying into... I think I would have liked it if it was just like a miniseries or something. Yeah. Like, do Netflix, but, like, I mean, maybe not a movie, but, like, like a two or three part kind of, or four part kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like they, it could have just been wrapped up in, in one thing. Yeah. For me personally. Yeah. I think that's why when it ended the way it did, I was like, oh, now I gotta wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to find out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just was. I think it's kind of stretching it too long. And and again, I don't mind violence in in TV and movies and such, mm-hmm. as long as it serves a purpose. But at so many points, it just felt gratuitous. Yeah. And I get that that's just kind of where Ryan Murphy's been going lately. A lot. Um, lately. Yeah, like starting with Hotel. I think American Horror Story Hotel was the first one where I was, and it was in the very first episode with the the drill bit wiener yep. where I'm like, oh my God. The what, drill bit wiener. What I watching? <laughs> That's when I was just like, okay. I mean, not only was it like a drill bit, it was like a spiky drill bit. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. I, and I still... I mean, I kind of get why that character was there, but I still, like, you know how everybody's, like, demon or whatever, like, it had a reason why it showed up, like, but I feel like there was no reason for that. <laughs> no, it's, and that's, that's the thing, and, you know, the last, the last couple seasons, well, actually, that's not true, Apocalypse was one of my favorites. Me too, because um, it included- Murder was, House and Coven. Yep, and those are 
two of my all-time favorite. Yeah. I can and, watch them over. And everything else was just like... Eh. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this next one, though. I, you know what? I, I heard it's going to be aliens. <sighs> I just don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm weird about sci-fi stuff. I'm not, like, a huge fan of sci-fi. And then on top of that, not a huge fan of sci-fi horror. So I don't know. I guess I'm a little biased. So I I I, I don't know. I was so disappointed in Cult and and I I don't even think I finished Cult. Um, I did. Well, you know me. I I finished them all. Yeah. I I I love myself <laughs> enough to know when to turn it off. <laughs> I, I didn't. I just you know I just like to watch it all the way through just so I can see where he's going with well, it. Look, I'm busy and my time. <laughs> My time is really precious. I'm so behind on a lot of things. If if it doesn't keep me engaged, I do not bother to finish it. And I didn't finish Cult. I didn't... F- I don't think I made it past episode four of 1984. <laughs> I just... I couldn't do it. Oh, man. Like, I, I, no. I can recap it for you if you like. I mean, again, my time is precious. I don't want to waste either. I can make it. I can make it a really short recap. I mean, let's be honest. I just don't really care that much. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't. (laughs) Uh, I just yeah. I I I don't mean to sound overly. I I know I sound overly critical, and I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, but I just expect expect a little more. And I was really disappointed because I really wanted this to be good. I really wanted to like it. It was so hyped. It was real hyped. Super hyped. And And then when I found out Sarah Paulson was there, I was like, Even more hyped. Yeah, because I love her. I look at the rest of the cap. (laughs) You know what would have been even a great tie-in for me now that I think about it? Mm -hmm. If they would have had... How many of those freaking characters are still alive? from the original film oh jack, yeah. i like i get you're not gonna get jack nicholson yeah whatever. He, he's busy retiring yeah he's retired. he's busy being a creep looking all the laker girls i <laughs> like i get you're not gonna get him i understand but louise fletcher's still alive mm-hmm. uh she probably could have made a cameo somewhere she could have been one of the lesbians oh like there we go she totally could have been one of the lesbians little foreshadowing right <laughs> um that and that would have been great it could have, and they could have totally gone on a story arc about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have brought in Danny DeVito because he was a patient in the OG. Mm-hmm. They could have brought back Christopher Lloyd because he's still alive. I mean, there's just <sighs> missed opportunities, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I still say watch it. Yeah. I don't know. Watch it. We're in quarantine. Know Just that watch there's, it. Know that there's a lot of triggers. Yes. There's people cutting off their own limbs. Yes. There are people being boiled to death. There are... Um, there's there's The child trafficking segment was really hard for me. Yeah. Um. There's that. I mean, just know that there are lots of triggers for mm-hmm. those that may have uh, experienced some rough things in their lives, but... Yeah. You can fast forward. Yeah. I promise you won't miss anything. Nope. <laughs> it'll, it'll catch you right back in it. Put yep. you right back in it after. Yep. So, <laughs> but check it out. Yeah. You know, I liked it. And if you're a big Ryan Murphy fan, then you'll probably enjoy it too. You'll be happier than a pig in shit if you're a Ryan Murphy fan. Because yeah. this is like quintessential 
bonkers story that doesn't go anywhere in the middle and it's all over the place and exactly. there's lots of gratuitous sex and violence you will be so happy if you are a ryan murphy fan like don't listen to me i'm still laughing at the fact that like the part where dolly goes to his the uh his, his cell and like she like literally came down at, at that part she's like what are you watching i'm like ratchet and she's uh. like oh okay <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's like oh that's to be expected it's <laughs> ridiculous but anyway but check it out it's on netflix like everything mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything's on netflix right now mm-hmm. there's so much to watch right it's ridiculous like i i mean i don't even know if i've really caught up on a lot but I know uh, Haunting of Bly Manor is out. So Started I, it today. So I will be starting that after this. Started it today. Already <laughs> better than Ratched. Oh, well, good. That's good to hear. Because I'm going to watch the first episode when I get home. As you should. So, but yeah. But uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, <laughs> hopefully no concerns, but um, please email us at the squawkles at gmail.com. But we also have like a little uh, box on our website, uh, the squawkles.com, um, where you can write to us on there as well. And you can check out our merch. Buy our stuff. Yeah. But uh, make sure you are subscribed to us wherever you listen to podcasts and like us on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Bye-bye. Bye.